Welcome, everybody, Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby, and I'm here with the women's group. I'm here with Cammy and Chris. How are you ladies doing today? Hey, doing, doing well. All right. And before we get started, we want to ask you to check out statementgames.com, where you can find a unique experience to your fantasy sports. Check out docadamsbaseball.org. Learn about the father of baseball. And listen to us daily on radioplaylive.com at, eight, at uh, 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. daily. So... We, uh, we get to revisit uh, Philadelphia today after they embarrassed us the other day. Um, it, I, I love revenge games. You know, I think they're a lot of fun. How do you think, Cammy? You know, how do you think spring training is going for the Yankees so far overall? Overall, I think it's going pretty well um, because I think that uh, you know I think that the mental game, the, the head game is, is, you know, at least half the battle. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, um, these, these guys are, are, are pretty pumped up. They're, um, they're excited to play. They're taking it really seriously. You see the interviews with them. Um, I saw a, cu- a couple of interviews uh, with uh, Taiyan, with, with Cole and, um, they're anxious to get out there and they're very, very focused. And, um, and we're seeing some uh, good stuff from the, from the new kids, from even the invited kids, uh, you know, that I think it was the first spring training game when um, we had a bunch of the invited kids on the roster and they did really super well. <laughs> so, uh you know, I think that everyone is having um, uh, some good moments, and um, it just it, it just needs to keep going in that direction. Yeah, Chris, how about you? I know we talked the other day. You you've had uh, um, an eye on a few players. How are you feeling about spring training? Uh, well, it seems like spring training is going uh, very well. We're getting on uh, our eyes on Kluber and Tyone, which is everybody was dying to do to see what their health level was. You know, what could, what could they bring? What will they bring? That hasn't been disappointing. Um, I mean, we could talk about some of their numbers. We can, uh, I was listening this morning. We can talk a little about Glaber Torres. Um, Gary Sanchez, both of them coming back into camp after having a down seasons, um, hoping to rebound. What have they done? Um, that sort of thing. Um, it's been a positive spring so far, I think. No, I agree. I, Sanchez, you know, I, I was talking with the guys the other day. He, he's just been a surprise this year. You know, his, his um, he, he's, looks in better shape, but he also looks mental, you know, his mentally, he looks like he's improved. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's doing well behind the plate, but, the, you know, communicating with the pitches, you know, they seem to be a little more comfortable with him. Uh, and his offense is uh, kind of uh, piggybacking on that, where you're seeing a lot better, at, uh, a lot better at bats. You know, we were saying the most important at bat so far for him that spring this spring has been that that seven pitch walk. You know, yeah. where there were those, you know, there were two pitches that he normally would have swung at, um, that he's laying off. 
because he, you know, he knows that he's not going to be able to do much with it. So even if the umpire screws up and might, might call it a strike, I'd rather that than him just flailing at the ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I think Sanchez is really, he's got a, a big mark on him this spring, and I think he's, he's owning it. Yeah. You know. I think the same is true for Glaber. I think he's got a mark on him this spring. Um, his, his defense was not good last year. He acknowledges it. Um, I listened this morning to R2C2. I don't know if you enjoy that, uh, CC and Ryan Rucco's podcast, but they interviewed uh, Glaber. And he talked about how he's coming to camp uh, more focused, um, focused on his diet in the off season because he came in, you know, and they complained he came in out of shape last year. Yeah. Um, yeah one of the things he's done to address that is he's changed his diet to a more healthy diet. Uh, although he'd like to be eating uh, pizza and burgers, he says, uh, he knows that, you know, it's the best for him and for his uh, abilities uh, to be on a better diet. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, and just in general, he's been more focused. He said he didn't take a vacation during the off season. He just put his nose to the grindstone and worked. Uh, so I'm hoping that we see a Glaber Torres who's really focused and uh, making the plays that he didn't make last year. Yeah, I think you know, he looked a little more, uh, you know, he's not come, you know racing out of the gate and trying to over overplay his ability he's just kind of letting the spring kind of get him to where he needs to be in a natural setting and i think that's very important to him we also and a lot of that is oh sorry go oh, ahead go <laughs> but a lot of that is maturity also right <clears throat> so as they get into their mid-20s their later 20s i think that that um, that players grow up, and you can see that in um, you know Garrett Cole. He's like what? He's at least thirty, yeah, he's right? 30. Yeah. So, you know, when when these guys who are like thirty and above, when they talk about the game, when they when they're interviewed, when they go out there, and you can see their mindset. That, that's just experience and maturity, and I think it takes a few years to get there and when you're 19 20 21 um <laughs> you know you're still at that age where it's like <laughs> but I think as you you know you continue to grow as a as a player I think a lot of it is maturity learning to you know to to just keep your head down and work in the off season um, instead of you know just party and vacation, learning to eat right, learning you know all of that is just I think a part of of growing up and and also having good mentors around yeah. you in the yeah. older players. Well, I think another thing is when younger players come up on in other team for other teams, you know they come out of the gate and they do very well. And even, you know, despite the pressures of having to perform on the big stage, now look at that through the Yankee lenses. When you, when you're coming up and you're, you're putting, you know, you're in your rookie season, 
there's already amount of, a, a, a tremendous amount of pressure to perform. Now magnify that 10 times in the New York market, especially when you're a Yankee and you have that, all well, that fan, the fan pressure alone can crumble somebody, never mind the performance. Right. So I think, you know, when you're talking about players like Sanchez and Torres and Duhar, you know, even Clint Frazier, you're starting to see that they're getting over that mental hurdle of, okay, I can do this in New York. I just have to stay in my own lane Mm -hmm. and just play the way I need to play and not thinking about, well, Tatis is already, you know, labeled a superstar, but I'm the one in New York. So they put that added pressure on themselves. You know, that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. You know, Chris, is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think that is a fair statement. They they do put a lot of pressure. Uh, they feel the pressure from the fans. Um, who, no, who says they don't? You know, I think they feel the expectations of the organization. Um, you come to the Yankees to win. Um, you know, Gleyber Torres doesn't feel very good uh, out there make, not making more or less routine plays at shortstop. He does not want to perform that way. You know, he's going to do everything in his power. And as Cammie pointed out, the more mature he's gotten, I think perhaps the more narrow his focus has gotten, that his life revolves around being successful on the baseball field. It involves my diet. It involves my family. It involves what I do with my time. Um, You know, that's just an outgrowth of being more mature. Yeah. You know, the other thing we saw was we saw Tyon's first outing, very, you know, very easy inning to get through. And then we got to see the other side of his skill yesterday, where on two innings, he gave up the one run, but getting out of that base is loaded jam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was more telling of his ability than having the easy one, two, three inning. Yeah, you know, Cammy. I don't know. Did you were you able to see any of that, or or I I I didn't see it, but um, but I I was able, you know, to kind of read the highlights of the game okay. and you know, watch. But um, but yeah, I think that uh, this is a guy who's <laughs> very smart <laughs> and uh, just you know, when you're when when he's interviewed, he's um. He's quite reflective and he realizes that he's been out of the game for a while. He realizes uh, what he needs to do to get back in it. And I think this is a kid who's going to put in the work and if he can get himself out of a jam, that's, that's, that's very telling of, of kind of his um, I think his uh just not his his talent and ability, but also his work ethic to kind of think about things on a higher level. What's going on? What do I need to do um, in order to to accomplish what I need to do? So, um, uh, you know, he, he may end up being. You know, when, I remember when when we got um, Lemayu, right? Everyone was like, "Who?" You know? Okay. Well, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> You know, this may be uh, this may be another uh, 
opportunity like that just to, to have another great pitcher. But I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the nice thing is he's already worked with Cole. Did they work together in Pittsburgh, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. So they already know each other. And I think that's uh, a big bonus when you have that support system, when, when you already have kind of a buddy in, yeah. you know, playing the same position. Um, and so I'm very excited to see what he can do. I'm just crossing my fingers. It works, it works out for him. So, yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, his, um, Introductory press conference, you know, he was talking about, you know, the, the adrenaline rush, just putting the uniform on before even seeing the field. You know, you could tell that he, you know, he's one of those, those acquisitions that understands a Yankee mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think he's embracing that pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's excited. Yeah. Well, as far, now, um, I'm going to read off the, the, the light-up for today's game as we get to have a little revenge on Girardi for the last one. But the last, you know, before that, the, the last time that we faced Philly, the pitchers that they gave up all those runs weren't pitchers that were going to make the major league roster anyway. And so it was kind of like a throwaway game. You know, just, all right, let's see what they can do. And they really didn't do much. And so... Um, today we have um, who's on the mound today. Today we have Montgomery on the mound. Montgomery, yeah. It was a pitcher that I really think needs to come. Um, they, he needs to perform this year. He needs to mm-hmm. elevate himself. We need that lefty, that lefty pitcher. Um, that's not so much velocity, but uh, location. I think he's a perfect fit for that. But we're going to have leading off is going to be Lemayhew. We're going to have Judge, Hicks, Giancarlo, Luke Voigt, Torres, Sanchez, Andujar, and Gardner is getting into his first game. Um, I actually like the, um, the, the, the first five. I think that's a, a great um, balance. I like having um, Hicks between Judge and Stanton being that switch hitter. I think this is a lineup that they could really do damage with. Chris, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it is that they can do damage with, but it goes back to a conversation uh, some we had uh, last week. Will Gardy take at bats away from Frazier? Um, and I realize that Gardy's got to get in eventually. And so this yeah. is the first game. That's fine. But it, it's a valid question. And whenever we see, whenever I see Gardy in the lineup, I'm always going to be like, oh, you know, it's not Frazier. Because I want him, I mean, Frazier earned it. I, I want him to have all the opportunities he needs to be successful out there. And, and you know, he was successful out there. Yeah, no, I think I think Cardi understands. He's at that point in his career. He knows that it, this is, you know, the, his last ride. Yeah. You know, I I think he he's, he's mature enough. He's been around the game long enough to understand, you know, what happens when you're a, when you become a veteran and there's a, a, a younger player coming out of you, you know, yeah, behind yeah. you, you know. And I think God, if anybody can handle it, it's Gardner. 
Yeah. Yeah, Tammy, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I, I think he's just, he's he's in it for the love of the game. I think that he will have some clutch plays and some, and some good at-bats because he always does whenever people discount Cardinal, he always comes up with it, you know, because it's just experience. Um, but I, I do think he realizes that Clint Frazier needs to play. Um, you know, we, we, um, he hasn't, we haven't seen Clint Frazier play enough to really see what, he can do he's starting to play more now and and uh and he needs that opportunity because when Gardy retires um you know you you want to put in somebody with a whole lot of experience so we're gonna have to give him the experience this year and I think Gardner realizes it but I don't discount Gardner for making some uh great plays or great at bats this year he always comes he always comes through and um you know, because he's, he's been a solid player all these years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and he's a fan favorite. And so you're going to have to put him in there a few times uh, just uh, just for the sake of the fan. But uh, today's a good lineup. Uh, the, you know, this is kind of a lineup that, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably see um, maybe minus Gardner, maybe Frazier in there, whatever. But yeah. this is the kind of lineup I'm expecting to see. Uh, in, in during yeah. the regular, yeah, 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 in the in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Andujar's tricky. I don't know what their plan is with him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, because you so. also have players that can fill in. You know, um, that they could give in. You know, spot spot uh, spot start to in the in the, the lineup with Dietrich and Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. It's going to be, you know, and also Tyler Wade, you know. I was going to say Tyler Wade, yeah. He has no more minor league options, so he has to, you know, we're yeah. stuck with him now. <laughs> <laughs> I so like the way it's not like that. they could push him back down. They can't do that. They'd have to release him. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, I think they really put themselves, you know, put their backs against the corner with, with a player like Wade. Because at once spring training ends, you really don't see much from him. Yeah, you know, I always say right. he's, you know, he's he's a spring training Hall of Famer. You know, because <laughs> in spring training, he's always he always makes you think he's ready. You know, he's going to break through, and then you don't really see much from him. Um, so I, I it just you know it's something I say to myself to make myself laugh because it's sometimes we have to remember that it's it's a game we can't take it too seriously. You know. And I never follow through with that because, you know, when they lose the opening game of the season, I lose my mind. So, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> so, most people stay away from me. So <laughs> but, uh, I think I think between Cashman and Boone, they're going to have a lot of hard decisions this year. Um, but there are very few weak links on this team. So I, I think that we really – this season is more hopeful than, um, in, in my opinion, than we've had in the last couple of years. You know, do you guys feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. I, when I look at today's lineup, even if we made no changes, I'd still like our chances to beat Philly. 
you know, I still think that's a winning lineup and it's a powerful lineup. Um, sure, I mean, you, you don't really want Andohar in there every day, but let's just say worst case scenario, you had to put up with Andohar at third base and Guardy in left field. Um, you'd still win a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. well, regardless of who makes the roster and who gets cut, I really think we're in for a, a fun, exciting, and a dominant year. Um, so, uh, is there one team in the East that you think is a threat to the Yankees? Well, I heard there a team that could outplay them. No, but I did hear someone speculate um, that the Blue Jays could win the AL East. And I laughed and laughed. They don't have. To, they don't have. To, lineup to lineup is fairly equal, but when you look at the pitching staffs, they're pitchers, right? Yeah, that's right. where exactly. that's where they really they can't compete with the Yankees. No, that's where they're going to fall down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be. I think it's going to be a very interesting race. I just hope that the Yankees don't let it get to their heads that you know they are. You know, that the Rays gave, you know, lost some key players. Boston's rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Boston's tearing it down to rebuild. Baltimore is still rebuilding. You know, but mm-hmm. they're not, you know, they're not far behind. You know, they're a couple years away where I think the AL East is going to be the most dominant division in, in, in baseball, not just the American mm-hmm. League. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun to watch for a while. So, all right. Yeah. On behalf of everybody, yankeechronicles.com. I hope everybody does have a good day. Ladies, thanks again for coming on with me today. Thank you. Thank you. All the these women chats are just they're so much fun. And uh, it's it's more relaxing than the guys, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> just hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe, stay smart, and always go Yankees. All right.